Oh, I hope what she's does on that fire. Mean? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. I was like, maybe some acrobatics, maybe some silks, maybe some pink energy. And Louisa, Louisa goes straight for fire. Set her aflame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Three Queers in the Song Contest. I'm Louisa. I'm Gar. And I'm Sunny. Um, and we are here. That's Where is here? <laughs> Where here is somewhere here? new. Here is somewhere new. If we sound a touch different to you, uh, we are doing our first episode with our on-the-road setup, which we'll be taking to Liverpool to do some live apps or some live feedback. So, I'm surrounded by plants. It's beautiful we compared are... to in a studio. It's no listen, shade. but shout out to Brixton Recording Academy, which has housed us and been lovely. And we've had some excellent sound engineers who J3, have, who have not been Eurovision fans, but <laughs> have really still been patient with us. Absolutely. Yeah. They've, uh, Yes, we've tried to, to convert that. them to Eurovision fans. I'm not sure how that's gone. That might be a bit of a strong word, but I like... think I think we've improved the Eurovision tolerance of some of the <laughs> people right. at Brixton um, recording studios, but maybe not the fandom. So we will be back there at various points. But yes, if we sound a little bit different, it's because we are actually um, in my plant-filled lounge right now. So hoping the plants absorb enough um Echo. bouncy sound mm. so yeah welcome to episode eight we are checking in ahead of heading to liverpool in what a week's uh, time a week, oh a week and a, a bit week. just over a week uh to check in on how our opinions might have evolved since we last spoke to you now interestingly we are recording this on the day that our takes on semi-final two came out and i think that we're about to talk about how some of our opinions have shifted. Maybe significantly, maybe not. Mine definitely have. We're going to see. I think the other thing that's really interesting is that we recorded our semifinal one and semifinal two episodes literally the day before we went to the London Eurovision party yep. and saw... Bad timing in hindsight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. We I think it was great because all of our initial opinions were based kind of solely on recorded recordings. versions mm-hmm. or um, the videos. live videos that were, of course, recorded through national selections. But now it's we have seen them a bunch of them live yeah. in person and some things have changed. Some things have changed. So we're going to get into that. We're going to just... Probably just get a bit overexcited about Liverpool, how soon it is, what we're all excited about. Everyone's going to try and keep their volume down. Um, But as always, well, not as always, as we We haven't done done it for a a few episodes, we are going to kick off with some news with Sunny. Do, 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 do. Uh, We've had an upgrade. That's a great, excellent Oh, thank you. There was was, a request for a brand new jingle, and I think that's quite similar to what we've had. I was, actually, I was a little bit scared that that was similar to one that I've done in the past. I was trying to be charitable. Oh, thanks. Um, Right, so there's obviously a lot happening, considering we are a week out of Eurovision, but um, I guess the the big uh, points that we can talk about this week, uh, we had the stage reveal, um, the... Oh my god, the awkward stage reveal with King Charles and Queen Camilla uh, this week. Uh, Queen Consort, that's qu- please. Oh, that's Queen sorry. That's Queen Consort to you. Oh. Again, <laughs> colony. <laughs> um, I think you're sorry. part of this. But that was ju- can we just talk about how awkward that was? I would love to talk about how awkward it was. I would also like to just add a quick thing ahead of that, is that I am just kind of annoyed they got the royals involved. Mm. Yeah, It's not, it's like they looked or okay so they looked awkward they 
couldn't press the button, apparently. <laughs> have they ever pushed a button before? They've never, they've never pushed a button the before. The double entendre is just the, <laughs> Yeah, they're just like, oh, just hovering around the button, can't quite find it. I mean, I'm not interested in anything the fucking royals have to say. So I was a bit irked that they opened it, but Agreed. I also know that... yeah. People like them. I, I didn't like the fact that they had the insignia on the stage. I was mm. like, oh, that's just, that, that's not what Eurovision's about. It's- no, and I think this is something that I think we'll get onto later a little bit because of some conversations we've had earlier. But we are hosting. We are hosting for Ukraine. I find it a little bit strange to over-nationalize right. the hosting mm. of Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Now, that is obviously something that happens everywhere. Like, that's what countries do. They're hosting. It's a celebration of them as well as the contest. That's probably my personal distaste for um, a monarchy more than it is anything else. <laughs> so, but, yeah, it did, but it did irk me. Yeah. yeah. What did you think, Gar? There have been ways in which we've seen this fluctuate where I think the UK has been very mindful that we are hosting on behalf of Ukraine. Um, I think we saw it. We'll talk a little bit about the trailer that's just been released. And they had a really lovely touching moment where they shout out. Uh, Ukraine and Kiev, but I think there are other times where it's felt like we won last year and we're hosting, and it's like, well, that's not a little bit revisionist true. history. Yeah. Not quite accurate. The British revising history. <laughs> <laughs> How never dare you? It's before. never happened. <laughs> so obviously, the other the other thing we need to talk about is the BBC released their trailer. Out of this, I could be more hard oh. positive about. I mean, this was, was just sheer so joy. So good. Oh, Gina G in the background, first of all. Perfection. Oh, such a good song. All too. the points. It had, it talked about outfits. There were sequence. There was flag. There was the shout out to Ukraine. There, there was were, cheese. There was, there there was, was cheese. cheese. A lot of cheese. And you're, look, themed snacks are an incredibly important part of any Eurovision party. Uh, but yeah, the trailer, it's phenomenal. I think it captures just the perfect energy. It's clearly really celebratory. It's it's in, it's like appreciating all the ways that people enjoy Eurovision. Like maybe you're just gonna have a party and watch it. Maybe you're just gonna watch it. Maybe you're gonna dress up. Maybe you're going all out. Maybe you're really into it. I fucking love that they pulled in that viral clip of the Liverpudlian women being like, "Sorry, Eurovision's here." What? <laughs> like that, and like that kind of slight self, like tongue in cheek self awareness. I think is very important for Eurovision. Yeah. I adore it. They had really good little like pop-ins from like Nigella, from yeah. Ryland. Ryland was like, born Graham. ready. Yeah. Like Ryland was born ready. And yeah, it was just, it was just the perfect tone. It's made me so excited to get to Liverpool. Like if that's what they're doing from just like a trailer for oh, showing yeah. it and everything I've seen coming out of Liverpool from the staging to talking about like the events that are on. Yep. I'm. I think it's going to be one of the biggest. I think Liverpool seems to be taking it much more seriously than a lot of cities have for the yeah. last few years. I think it's going to be really big. Oh, I, I just got goosebumps. I know. <laughs> I also so want to excited. say that I think it was great that they ended with a drag queen. I think there's a nod to the importance of queer culture, and yeah. I think also in a moment when drag is being politicized, that this was. Hey, this is how we're going to end this. Yeah. Yeah, and, and voiced by face. the Vivian, right? By the Vivian, Vivian yeah. 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 A celebrated UK drag queen. Yeah, yeah, that's that amazing. It's good. It feels Is she from it a little subversive. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah. It feels like it's really nailed everything. Yeah, I love. Well done, Eurovision. BBC. Like they understood really, the assignment. Ev- yeah, yeah. Everything the BBC has done so far, I gotta say, for has really smashed how I wish that we'd been treating Eurovision for a lot of years. So 
Yeah. You know, now that I think about it, that viral clip that they had of the Liverpudlian women, I had that conversation this week with someone. I don't know. I don't even remember who I've talked to. I, I think I've blocked it out because I don't remember. They're dead to you now. Yeah. Matter, but they were like, oh, I thought that was next year. I have had so many similar conversations where on two fronts, first of all, I have a lot of colleagues who know how obsessed I am and who kind of want to be polite and make small talk. And then you can see like the slight panic in their faces when they're like, so it's Eurovision soon, right? And they don't, <laughs> they don't really want me to start. And that's fair enough. But then also just people who it's kind of come up with and they're like, oh yeah, where is it this year? Like what's going on? When is it? And I, my set silly little brain that constantly thinks about this stuff is so baffled by every time I bump into someone that isn't aware of where it is or or like at least roughly when it is like people are like oh is it in the uk this year and i'm like yes how is that not where the biggest part of your year how are you not planning things around that i don't <laughs> yeah. understand go get the cheeses you don't <laughs> want to be that woman <laughs> want to get the cheeses oh my god <laughs> let's get into the controversial section which is what's changed for us all so we talked the last two episodes about all of our initial opinions and thoughts about like the all the songs where we want them to rank everything about that we hated some we loved some we were mad about a lot i have definitely gone on a journey in the last couple of weeks since we recorded those and i think some of my opinions have shifted but let's get into it what's changed there's talk semi-final one first because i know that we've got 37 songs flying around it's hard to keep them all neat um, but Sonny, let's start with you. What are your biggest shifts, do you think, in the last couple of weeks? In the last couple of weeks, as Gar said, we obviously went to the London Eurovision party. And I think that changed a lot for me, seeing some of these acts live. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've just realized is that I hate Luke Black even more <laughs> no. than I thought I did. Come oh, on. Game over. <laughs> <sighs> he... I, I just, I can't deal with the song. That said, over the last few weeks, it is consistently the song that's stuck in my head. I actually think I've stayed fairly consistent in terms of what uh, what songs I like, what songs I don't like. I've just become more, uh, I guess, polarized. Okay. Um, so, so you're getting radicalized in both directions. I am. You're not listening am, to like, new information and adapting. That's I Lorene's song I'm falling more in love with yeah. now. I have to say that I wasn't hugely impressed by her live performance at LAP. Interesting. But, uh, oh, uh, does I that change? I think. Does that change your placement of sort of how much you're rooting for her? Where? No, she because falls? I still enjoy the song. Okay. It'll, let's see how she performs, but I... I, I still love the song, and I love the song even more. But not because of you that didn't performance. Like voice. Because of her voice, or because yeah. of the okay? Because I, I think I disagree. Because I have seen other videos of her performing live where her voice has seemed a bit more strained. I think we talked about how in the final of Melody Festival, yep. and she mm-hmm. was seeming a little bit strained. I thought she really smashed it on London Eurovision Party, and it massively encouraged me about how much she was gonna absolutely kill it. And so I'm interested that that's your take. Because I think for me, I mean, I've been rooting for Sweden anyway but my confidence in it doing well and for Lorene bringing it on the night definitely went up after London Eurovision Party. I completely agree I last episode was very reticent to throw my support fully behind Lorene because I wasn't sure that she could bring it vocally She's based a Eurovision on queen. I know she but did. based on her performance at national selections 
But at the Eurovision party, she kind of killed it, I thought. She did really well. Um, I don't think, again, it was as, it's not as huge of a song as Euphoria. We've talked about that. But what she delivered was really, really strong. I've also been thinking about that, though. The I think how big Euphoria was, it's hard to leave that to one side when looking at a new song from Loreen coming into Eurovision. But I think that if you do, Tattoo is phenomenal. And I think it's suffering from a comparison to Euphoria in a way that isn't entirely fair. And I think we fell into this trap last time of thinking about, like, is it as good as Euphoria? And they're two different songs they're in two different, different songs, years, yeah. in like two different contexts. I would also love to know... How many people that vote are going to really clearly remember her win from a decade ago? So this is something I'm fascinated about. I don't think I'm really like understanding like what re- the voting demographics really look yeah. like between like intense fans who have already been listening to all the songs for ages and like seen semifinals and like know who Lorena is and would like be excited to see her anywhere versus yeah. People who are watching just on the night, who are voting purely on kind of like their first or second experience of the songs. And I have no idea actually how the public voting really splits along those lines. So that'll be fascinating. And I do wonder, I don't know how that's going to impact juries as well. Like maybe a lot of juries are going to love the fact that it's Lorene back. Maybe she'll get a harsher judgment because they'll view it in comparison to her previous win. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I imagine it'll be the former. That's my assumption that I think she'll do very well in the jury, but we can talk more about that after the actual performance. Yeah. Um, the other one that I really loved, and I'm interested to see if your opinion has changed on this, uh, was Finland. Karia was incredible live. I, I love it even more. And I know you weren't a huge fan of it last time. Yeah. So I think my opinion has shifted on this in that I've become much more enthusiastic about it. Like Cha 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 is great. And I want, I, I, I wasn't raving for it last time, but I always thought it was good. Mm. Seeing it live, it really just got everyone going. Like everyone was into it. It was an amazing vibe in the room. I noticed that you're saying this while your nails are green and it's exact same green as his. I do have, (laughs) uh, yeah, I do have the appropriate color nails, which will, I think, be coming with me to Eurovision. Refresh. Sneak peek. All right. Um, So yeah, I'm definitely much more. I think overall, my current take outside of my own personal favorites is that i think sweden and finland are both in real prime positions to take this i've been watching a few videos of him uh online and he's just he's delightfully awkward in in his videos i I don't think his english is very uh fluent um neither is mine by the sounds of it um but he's just adorable he brings such good energy. He's so pure. He actually reminds me a little bit of Sam Ryder energy. He's just so game for any interview. He's great at talking to other contestants. He has just kind of a natural star, star power to him. I love him. Okay. Yeah. I was waiting. I was biding my time because I so disagree with your assessment of Luke Black. I knew it. <laughs> I had Serbia at like six or seven in semifinal one, Serbia has shot up to my number two in semifinal. What? I need wow, this. Wow, that's a- ahead of Lorraine. Okay, yeah. I love it Sweden, so much. Ahead of Sweden, ahead of Croatia, yep. ahead of Portugal, yes. ahead of Netherlands. Well, we've talked. We talked about really Croatia, yes. wow. Okay, misguided. So ahead of Finland. Yep. Bullshit. No, sorry, not ahead of Finland. So Finland's no. one. No, Finland one. Serbia's two. Serbia two. Yes. Oh, that's just that's... dumb. <laughs> no. I, I am very surprised. I love Luke Black with all my heart and soul. The other thing that I think is really important is you spoke a little bit last time, Louisa, about feeling like maybe it might be a touch 
derivative of last year's performance because it's, again, kind of a conceptual piece. And I was thinking a little bit about like Serbia's um, history with performance art and like Marina Abramovic. And I think it's arty and I think it's high concept and I love it. I was re-listening to the vocals and how complex some of the production is and the weird ways he distorts his voice, not even through recording, but just the way he can modulate his voice. It's incredible. Um, I can't stop listening to it. I want it to go all the way and I want it to be in contention for the win. Okay, I love this dynamic for us um <laughs> i have almost no feelings that have shifted about it i think what? i i feel i i quite like it i really i don't hate it um as sunny does i don't have your passion for it i don't think it's shifted in my estimation really very much it's like yeah it's fine it's it's definitely a song <laughs> <laughs> okay okay but most importantly, I look forward to seeing this vibe play out. <laughs> <laughs> is, I, yeah, you're going to have to kind of stand between us. And I can't wait till he doesn't um, qualify. Oh, we're not oh, even gonna. Oh. We're not even gonna entertain that possibility, <laughs> Sunny. Um, what else has shifted for you? Um, the other one I've already said I loved this, but I'm even more charmed by the Netherlands. It mm, made its way yeah. into my top five securely. It's at number four. Um, and I want to sing karaoke with it, uh, with you, Louisa. That's oh my god, thank you so I'm much for asking proposing me. I am honored that we learn uh, the harmonies oh for this. God, yes. I think it's just such a beautiful, understated song. And in our last episode, we were talking about how Estonia is kind of the only piano ballad, and this changes. It's not always a piano ballad, but it starts as a piano ballad, and the instrumentation is really stripped back, and their voices are just so beautiful together. And I want it to do really well. And it might be a little too quiet and slow and understated for the general population. But I think the fact that it's a duet, I think it can do well. And I think it should do well. I don't think it is that understated as well, though. Because I think it's got some build and some body to it. It gets quite emotional. Um, Mm, I'm with you. I really love the Netherlands. It's grown on me. It hasn't shifted massively because I was a fan of it before. But I, it's continued to get better for me. I have quite a big change. Oh, really? Oh, I'm ready for it. So last time we spoke, (laughs) I wanted to see Norway kicked out. Oh, yeah. I have changed my mind. Yes. And I think from two things, seeing it live at London Eurovision Party is just a really fun bop. It's like got that sea shanty thing that you were vibing about last time. And it's fun. I've also let go a little bit about my resentment of girl power music. Okay. Not entirely, because I do still think that in a body of songs where we've got a minority of female vocalists, the fact that quite a lot of them are either singing about like, I'm like, oh, kind of like girl power single or girl power, like um, girl boss Viking energy. I still have some issues with, but... I don't think it's this song's fault. (laughs) (laughs) And I do think that this is fun. I do think it's a little bit ridiculous. It definitely hasn't shot up into my top five. No. But I am now quite enjoying it. It gets stuck in my head quite a lot. I've ceased to find it annoying. I'm on board with Norway. Okay. I'm very pleased to hear that. (laughs) Because it still sits firmly in my top ten. And I wanted it to make through. And I think the thing that I want the most is I want to see... Sonny have to hit that whistle note. <laughs> that whistle note. <laughs> oh, I will because try. <laughs> I've heard him attempt it on a few occasions and it gets more lovely each time. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've doubled down on Latvia. I don't know if you've changed your mind on Latvia at all. Or if you even remember Latvia. I have been really consciously listening to Sudden Lights when it's on because of finding it forgettable to see if I like it. And again, I like it whilst I am listening to it. I cannot... Boo. I cannot feel anything about it. I quite like the don't wake up, wake up line. Like, it's got something to it. I just... Yeah, I'm afraid it's that still doesn't register for me. I do have quite a controversial opinion shift, though, as okay. well, which I think you guys are going to be mad about. Oh, no. I'm kind of enjoying Switzerland. Oh, no. What? No. This, is, this is unacceptable. What again? What Seriously? <laughs> okay, defend yourself immediately. <laughs> I don't have a defense. <laughs> I can't even throw her out of her own living room <laughs> if I want like, to. The problem is, is that I still, like, hate it in principle, and it's trite. But as much as we're like, oh my God, Switzerland, could you not send like a sad boy ballad? It is just quite a like inoffensive sad boy ballad if you don't listen to the lyrics. And actually, even if you listen to the lyrics, it's like, okay, yeah, cool. He doesn't want to fight. It's like, (laughs) it's, it's not moved high up the list, but it's definitely moved out of like the, this is ridiculous. I hate it. Sure. In its defense, it's probably one of the more fun ones to sing. It's I quite think. it's quite nice musically. Yeah. Like his voice is quite good. It goes places that like it it has me What places? What what places what does, does it go? No, it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't go, go to the battlefield. It doesn't go places in terms of like a journey. I mean just like vocally he does like a little bit more I look you know what? I'm trying to defend something that I already acknowledge is indefensible. Uh, you've, so got, you've gone too far. I'm backing down. <laughs> but I like it more. It's not... So previously, Ireland and Switzerland were sitting pretty level with me for how much I was like that. It's trite and annoying. Ireland's on its own now. Yeah. Switzerland okay. has moved up a little bit into... It's not my favourite, but I find it relatively pleasant to hear. And so I, on the other hand, um, maybe hate Switzerland more... Um, but I'm being very supportive of Ireland because of the controversy that they've dealt with over the past week. Yeah. 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 That's been nice. I, um, want them to make it into the final just to freak the Terps out. And I want to see some energy behind them. I want to see what happens in the crowd. I think people will acknowledge the fact that they have come out very strongly against transphobic comments. You know what I will say is that that move by them does put into context some of the trite lyrics in a in a way where I'm like, oh, now I do want to. I believe wanna, it, I right? Like, can't wanna... we? It's a little utopian, but like. I'm still not going to get on board with the song, but I'm totally with you. I want to see them get through into the final if for nothing else than just to piss off turfs because that's fun. But I still, if, if I'm going to be, I'm going to go on the music, I can't. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, agreed, agreed. But God bless them. <laughs> like, yeah, we're behind them. I don't think I can Not be behind the song. The song. Yeah, yeah fair enough. I need to withdraw some of my beef with Italy. <gasps> I'm here for it. Go. First of all, because I got very hung up on the idea that they like to do just like a big dramatic ballad. And realistically, they haven't done one since like 2020, which didn't even get through. So (laughs) that was harsh. I do think it's quite nice. I maintain that I think that it coasts a lot on being in Italian, which is just inherently beautiful. But I'm enjoying it. 
It has not moved up in my ranking of the big five. Wait, you still like Germany? I still more like Germany than Italy? Met- better than Italy. See, I this is a but fake apology. Space, and I will not be your <laughs> this is space of time. No, I just want to withdraw my beef. I don't. It's not changing the rankings. I'm withdrawing. You don't get to withdraw. I'm withdrawing it's still beef. on the table. <laughs> I will not accept no, this. No, my beef is gone. Okay, fine. No more beef. No, <laughs> no beef. <laughs> Strictly vegetarian. I was yeah. I, I I accused them of the of the Italians of things that they weren't guilty of, and I'm withdrawing. Okay, and then we're going to be in Liverpool, and suddenly it's going to be your favorite of the big five. Just wait. It's not <laughs> nothing. It's not top in France. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's talk France. My, so my girl's I mean, got it. Uh, Lazara pulling out of the London Eurovision party. Yeah. I was devastated. It was heartbreaking. It was um, I did see a video this week. Where she is saying, "Yep, she's she's ready. She's um, getting pumped for Liverpool. Thanking her fans for the support um, over the past few weeks, where she's had to take a step back. I am super pumped that she is feeling good and ready to uh, ready to roll. I am thrilled. I had some concerns that maybe whatever the situation is that pulled her away from the pre parties was going to be a bigger deal." And if she didn't make it to Liverpool, mm. that would be a bigger deal for her than me. But it was going to be a pretty big deal for me as it well. It would be a huge deal for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, she did get a little bit of shit um, online for for pulling out and kind of withdrawing from the the parties. Um, but we don't know I, why. That's 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 bullshit. just dumb. We don't know what yeah. happens. Yeah, exactly. Like, like either she's ill or something in her personal. Like whatever it was, like. Shit happens and she exactly. has to deal with something. So and, you, and can't they, have, you can't be mad at her for that. These Eurovision parties are, it's an intense Arduous. circuit, right? Yeah. It's, you know, it's a little bit of a tune-up for them. It's a little bit media training for them. It's about building stamina as performers, but it's it's taxing. I can so she's got to take care of herself. Yeah, and absolutely. I've got no problem with that. No, I have no problem with that too. I'd rather she's coming into Liverpool refreshed and able to like actually tackle the competition and not uh, yeah. completely worn out. Let's have a little midway break between the semis and talk about the London Eurovision party because yeah. we haven't oh, really yeah. addressed it. It was all of our first time going oh to a pre-party, and I think the it's probably safe to say like our minds were like relatively blown. I yeah. yeah, my mind melted. I think immediately upon getting there, and we were seeing a bunch of the acts walk outside and interact with the fans, and it was just a really lovely energy mm-hmm. outside, even before you got in. Yeah. Um, I thought the uh, the space was was incredible. It's such an awesome venue in in London. It's what's it? um, the Outernet. The outer yeah, yeah. Um, very cool. I really enjoyed that giant pool of vomit we all had to dance around. Oh as well. that was my! Good. He wasn't projectile vomiting. I it saw was just it sort straight of just... down on the ground. <laughs> it was, it was like, like, right it was like three him. foot wide. It yeah. was. He had a lot of liquid in his system. Oh. Way to clear a dance floor and. Um, I, I love that the first person that went up there and was like, what the hell is this? Was Mel Goodrick. <laughs> <laughs> that was joyous. But the, yes, meeing Mel Goodrick over a pool of vomit was a delightful experience. It was, I will never forget, will that, that, never forget that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was so good. She was game. I will say one thing that I, I want to raise is like something I found like a little bit strange about the London Eurovision party. And I think this is a tricky, a tricky balance to find around when you're supporting Eurovision and obviously you're in a particular country. There's a, there's some element of patriotism and supporting your act. Mm. Something that came up quite a lot that was talked about was the idea of Eurovision coming home. Oh yeah. And I felt like, I guess 
I mean, as the only British person in this room, I definitely found that uncomfortable because I was like, it's, it's not ours. It doesn't belong to us. This isn't a coming home situation. Like we can, we can be really happy it's here and celebrate our great past in Eurovision. But I, I didn't like that. It made yeah. me feel like I was like, oh, come on, let's not, let's not I think not we saw it, it from, down. we heard it from both the hosts on stage and it was sort of, I think it was meant to be a tongue in cheek thing, but it also wasn't. It was very sincere and yeah, it felt icky. It felt... Um, not in the spirit of the European togetherness that Eurovision is supposed to be. Yeah. And and also, again, like you said earlier, sort of maybe forgetting for a second that this is Ukraine's yeah. win, not yeah. ours. We're hosting someone else's party. Yep. The It's Coming Home is always used around football. Yeah, and I don't um, want And that I vibe. didn't like that. Yeah. yeah. All in all, London Eurovision Party, amazing night. Thrilled that we went and then we got to see so many people live. I feel like they had a really good group of contestants who they were actually did. there to perform. Yeah. So we got to see quite a few of them. Who from semi-final two has shifted off the back of seeing that and, and hearing more? Um, so I have to first address the terrible thing that I did in the last episode, which was to not include Australia in my favourites <laughs> to get into the final. You've finals. been getting some hometown stick about that, have you? I haven't actually, but I just feel bad. Like, I... And then after seeing them live at L- London Eurovision Party, they were incredible. They were phenomenal. And actually, I want to address whether or not Gar wishes to take back some statements he was making because I, I, I <laughs> I've been going hard for Australia since the beginning. Yes, you have. You were making some I some believe, less than positive comments. I believe I might snippy. have used the phrase "dad rock." Dad rock. A few yeah, times. might have thrown that one around. <laughs> and my impression. Is that maybe seeing them live shifted some thinking it for you? did. I did say um, that they got by the skin of their teeth into the final. I thought that they were my 10th act to make it through. Just made it through. They've now moved their way up to number seven. So yeah, Voyager, if you're listening to this, I do apologize. <laughs> I love you and I hope you make it into the final. Voyager, if you're listening to this, just remember that I was always here for you. <laughs> and I didn't even need a nationality to do it. So think about that when it comes to who to like hand out the cash to. Oh. Um, so songs like um, Cyprus um, and Poland. Do you, remember, you can remember who that is, Gar? Hey, yeah, I do. Cyprus, <laughs> that was a one-time mistake. I was conflating. <laughs> I just want to, in my defense, I was conflating their music videos. I remembered that they were separate songs. Sure. But they both had water imagery and it was a little difficult to remember. Cyprus, I agree with you, has leapt from number five to number three for me. I Ooh. love this song. I think it's incredibly powerful. Um, I'm even more impressed by his vocals, um, that bridge, that falsetto. Um, each time I hear it, I find something new and something more impressive about it. And I love that song. Unfortunately, one that I uh, that has dropped in my rankings after the London Eurovision party is probably Denmark. <gasps> I was literally about to say how much Denmark's gone up. I was like, oh speaking gosh. of broken hearts, who's loving Denmark? <laughs> oh, you ruined her segue. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. I believe you trumped me. <laughs> I, look, I still love the song. I think it's still one of the best songs in the competition. However, I just didn't think he sung it very well. And I that's think what for I me, there, I, I agree with you. I think that the performance wasn't as strong and also the vocals weren't as strong. I do, I, he seems, um, the stage kind of swallows him up a little bit. I don't know what a staging is going to be. It, I imagine it's going to be light and bright and poppy. Um, and again, some kind of maybe homage to K-pop or J-pop. 
but I just, I don't know what he himself can do on the stage to amp up his presence, but I didn't feel him on the stage at the Eurovision party. So I guess a pretty important caveat I'm going to make about the Eurovision party is that I'm of average to below average height for a woman. (laughs) And it was a lot of an insane amount of tall people at that party. I did not there see. Were. I didn't see anyone's performance. It was like it, everyone there was I, Swedish or Dutch. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a very tall crowd. It was. So I did not genuinely didn't see anyone perform. Um except I saw like Croatia's video work was enough that I got like a good sense of their performance. But so I I don't know. That didn't register to me from the party. I I'm rooting for Denmark more than I was. I think it's really Hmm. got into, it's definitely the song, the, I feel like it's a really good energy for a sunny morning in the flat to have a like good bop around to. Oh yeah. And that made me sound very (laughs) (laughs) middle-aged. Just like a bopping around. Um, But not but anything. I just like it. I think it's really good. It's gone on my, it's gone on my rankings. And I think, I think it's a frothy pop thing that will not necessarily hit big, but I'm hoping it gets to the final. It's fallen out of my top 10. I don't think it makes it to the final. Who's replaced it? it. Okay, so two have made their way into my top 10 who I want to qualify, who might be a little shocking. Because Denmark has made its way out, Georgia has made its way in. No. I do not get that. Okay, so I still have... No time for the lyrics, and we can talk more about the lyrics in a moment, which is the weakest part of the song. But vocally, she is a powerhouse, and I keep getting it stuck in my head. When we recorded the last episode, it was in my head the whole time, and it is, there's something haunting about it. So I read this week that, so when she won The Voice, they only had two or three weeks to have the song prepared, the music video filmed and edited, all the costumes, designs, everything. So they wrote the song in three or four days. Um, and then they had to record it straight away. So she says it was chaotic and hard because she was emotionally drained. But apparently you shouldn't read the lyrics uh, because it's poetry and it's very deep. And if you look deeper into it, you will find more meaning. I don't get it. Okay, well, I don't okay, like it. I, I just have a... You shouldn't read the lyrics. You shouldn't if you read it. Too deep at them, you would find the meaning. Yeah. Sort of imp- I <laughs> have some questions. About I'm that as request. confused by that that as, as the, lyrics. the lyrics. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I also just think uh, recording a song over the course of three days in like a pressure cooker situation probably isn't great for like the creative integrity. Of and things. it shows, you know. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it made its way in. Um, but the other one is Estonia. It's made its way really high. Oh, I mean, that's not controversial at all. Estonia's. Yeah. I mean, Estonia's always been high for me about from this semi. I think it's really wonderful. I think it's it, her voice is stunning. The, the build of it, you get the closest we do get to a key change. In yep. the, there's like that little tone shift, <laughs> and I'll take anything I can get at this point. And I think it's stunning. And she was beautiful live. Like I'm, I'm big in for Estonia now. Yeah. Like she was already like two or three for me from this semi. She's probably about there still, but. Maybe, maybe a place up. Wow. Um, I've got to ask you, Louisa. Um, how do you feel about San Marino now? I'm really vibing San Marino. Wow. Oh, too. Really? Okay, I knew you were because I... Because <laughs> it's a, a rock band. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they were so good. They were. And I... 
really enjoy it. The low repetition of like eyes like a snake and butterflies, and then like the the like change of that in the second verse, like really. I really vibe it. You hated that last no, no. two weeks ago. Gar hated the I, butterflies. No, I hated that he has butterflies, butterflies in his ears. But he also said butterflies in my ears and my stomach yeah. all the time. And like, I get that because when you get really anxious, sometimes your hearing goes like a bit Listen, funny. if you can't defend George's lyrics, you can't defend butterflies <laughs> in your ears. That's unacceptable. I can. I just did. <laughs> it's gone way up for me. Wow. I really like it. I think last time uh, I was feeling like I didn't know it well enough, but it hadn't really hit me. But... It's become one of my favorites on the playlist overall, yep. to be honest with you. You're and kidding. I, I thought their performance was phenomenal. I thought it was really great. They oh. had really good energy. Yep. Vocals were great. I was worried I'm about really those last three notes. Yes, and you really <laughs> didn't think that they would get those last I think three I notes. squeezed your arm yeah. when he was about to sing them. Yeah. Uh, and he, he killed it. It's yeah. still one of the ones that I want to skip on the playlist. Um, oh, that's yeah. short sighted, and maybe that's because I'm used to it not being on the playlist. Thank you. Maybe you're just Spotify. like this, this feels like unfamiliar. <laughs> Power, I'm much more into. Mm, she so was Iceland, great. I think vocal. her vocals were really amazing. I still, the song still loses me in the chorus. I'm honest with you. I think that like we talked a bit about it last time. The opening and kind of the first verse has kind of an ethereal quality. How you her vocals are really beautiful, and there's like a lot of depth to them. I think when the chorus hits and it gets more into a bit of a generic dance number, it loses me. And I'm always really happy to hear it come on. And then by halfway through, I'm like, oh. The chorus is when it grabs me the most. I I don't, I don't have that much time for it. But it kind of, it's stuck around. I still really like it. Um, I have a question about Romania for you though, God, because I. Are you sure you want to bring this up? Well, I feel like you were more impressed by the vocals than you thought you were going to be the vocals in the national selection were better strangely than the vocals that we hear on the recorded and i don't understand why that's the case um i still think he's incredibly flat on several notes i still think it sounds like it was made in um someone's bedroom and i have not been charmed by any live performance i've seen i am deeply deeply um angry when i hear it (laughs) (laughs) I I find it self-satisfied. I think it's I think it thinks it's a lot smarter and more charming than it is. It brings this kind of weird um machismo energy to it and I don't like it. Okay. I was hoping we'd win you around more nah, than that. Nah. I think for me in terms of that kind of rock kind of gentle rock energy, San Marino's definitely taken its place in my heart for like the thing that I really like. So Romania might have slipped down a little bit. Yeah. I still like it a lot more than you do. But it's definitely it's slipped down the rankings a little. I have to say one thing I've realized I love as I've said, I loved Poland, but she's missing a word in her lyrics. There is a line that goes, what you're missing out and she's missing a preposition. You're missing out on something. Listen back to it. And now you'll never be able to unhear it. Well, is she saying that in the context of what the other person is missing out on or what they're missing out of the narrative that they are telling? No, okay. it's truly just a missing word. She, she also says, uh, and let me spell it out, but she doesn't actually spell it out. Oh, mm. you know what? I know that I like to be a stickler for lyrical stupidity, but... You can spell something out and then just explain something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's S O L O. It's pretty easy to spell out. <laughs> but 
I think I would be quite annoyed if she was spelling out. <laughs> Listen, we had Taylor Swift have to retract. Yeah. Spelling is fun. It's so uh, yeah. true. It gets a little dicey when we get into spelling. Spelling is and not songs. fun, actually. But also, no, spell it out is enough of a colloquial phrase that yeah. I'm letting that one slide. Fine. Okay, so that's semifinal two. What we haven't talked about are the big five that are performing. We only saw, well, we saw Spain. And, we, and saw we saw the UK. The UK. Uh, and I, I've party. purposefully been holding back saying anything about my thoughts on the UK's performance. Let's begin with Spain. I thought she was sensational. She has such power, such presence. I think she is perhaps the most poised performer. Um, I get such strength from her, some such conviction in her voice, in her physicality. She's just unbelievable on stage. She actually it, it's climbed my rankings since the Eurovision party, but I connect it now to France last year, which I actually loved, and I know it did terribly, <laughs> um, but I get that kind of energy, and I, I, I do like it. I, it. It has definitely climbed my rankings. It hasn't really moved for me. Mm. I agree with everything you're saying. I thought her performance was phenomenal. Her voice is amazing. It was ethereal and it was it was nice. I think it just it still just doesn't do anything for me. Mm. And I it's one of those things where I actually really want to like it. I want to connect with it because it it is, I think, objectively good. And I think she's an objectively really great performer with really great vocals. It just still leaves me a bit flat, and it hurts me to say it, but I think that's the that's the case. Is it time we talk about May? Yeah, sure. So what happens at the London Eurovision party is that I suppose that what happens at every uh, national Eurovision party is that it's really sort of um, a showcase for that country's performer to be kind of the top billing. Um, and so May May Muller came on last. Um, after I would say she was up against um, a, a very inexplicable um, break that they did for like 20, 30 minutes before her set. So everyone else yeah. had performed. On a Sunday night. On a Sunday night. She was up tree. against a lot. At about 11 o'clock. Yeah. yeah. It was low like energy. It was, it was last tubes home yes. by the time yeah, that yeah. she was coming on. And that's it. I think... Maybe some questionable timings there. Yes, I think she was sure up against a lot. Actually, going to be able to stay and see. So she was coming last against you know after everyone else had finished, and she performed several songs. Well, first she didn't come on for a while. Remember, Rylan and Scott Mills had to um, kind of yeah had to vamp for quite a while. She addressed that. She made a comment online about how it sort of wasn't her fault. It oh, really? Yeah. Um, yeah, she was ready and waiting. She apparently. was ready. And oh, waiting. fine. She came on and she did uh, a kind of ABBA mashup. And I was like, oh, this could be great. This could really make me charmed by her. Um, and I d- she didn't vocally deliver it. Um, she did Man After Midnight. She did Gimme Gimme. And just it didn't work. There was no vocal power. There was no prowess. There was no sort of, I don't know, I feel like appreciation for those the history of those songs. I got nothing from it. I got nothing. It felt like bad karaoke. I would say oh, wow. that when she did sing um, I Wrote a Song, it was better performed than I expected uh, after watching her previous performances in Spain. Um, she, she, did, she did well. She did okay. But um, she was nowhere near the other vocalists uh, that we also saw that night. So has your... Have your thoughts around the UK shifted at all? She, I still sound like she's gone up. In- I think it's. Going I still wish she didn't write somehow. a song. 
Yeah, no. I think the thing I was most disappointed by in the vocal performance of her song was what's supposed to be the pinnacle, that that note that she holds. I wrote a song um, in just before the final chorus, and she had to drop it. Like, it's not even that high of a note, and she had to drop it. So, like, this note that's supposed to have a bunch of um, drama behind it just had nothing. It just fell really flat. I think I share this in that I don't think it's moved massively in my estimation. I do think that I like the song a little more now. Uh, probably really by virtue of the fact that it's just really fucking catchy. It is. And not in a way that particularly drives me mad, but in a way where I'm like, oh yeah, she wrote a song. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I'm, I am warming to it. Not to a huge degree. It's still bottom of the big five and ukraine for me yeah uh which is sad and i i still think yeah i have real concerns about her voice on the night yeah Mm -hmm. um and obviously she gets kind of the luxury of not having to perform in a semi-final that week so she can really rest up so maybe that's gonna help a lot but uh yeah i don't i don't feel great about it something else that i just want to bring up randomly on the london Eurovision party is I felt like I was around my people, especially <laughs> when there were non-English songs and everyone was singing. Yeah. Um, every, <laughs> suddenly everyone could speak Everyone's Spanish. Everyone's fluent it was in like, like oh 20 languages. Everyone else does it too. Well, and, but also this is the great thing about being in London as opposed to maybe being in other parts of the UK where it is an incredibly multilingual place and you probably also had people traveling from elsewhere. So it's the combination of both Oh, the guy things. that was standing next to me was definitely not speaking Croatian when he was singing <laughs> to let three. <laughs> Fair enough. Point oh I yeah, I was I was singing real confidently to Let Three. Um, <laughs> actually, you know what? I do Let Three. I want a minute on. So particularly, guy, you have not been a fan of Croatia. Yep. Is that still the case? Is that still the case? Because my I I whilst you're thinking, because you look like you're pondering for a second, I'm Croatia. just going to say I thought their performance was phenomenal. I love them even more. It just makes it into the final. Yeah. How much has that bumped it up for you then? Uh, I think it's gone up three places. Okay. Um, I, yeah, you know, I appreciate that they are doing something completely different. I appreciate that they're older, number one. I think Eurovision often tends to be incredibly young acts and to see older musicians take the stage. But you hated Dad Rock Australia. Correct. But that's because I hate Dad Rock, not because I hate old people. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, they're not that old. So number one, I appreciate that they are older. I appreciate that they're bringing something strange and that a lot of their messaging around it has been purposefully kind of convoluted, whatever the heck the song means. Um, And I just like that it's weird. But I'm there's something, again, about the song itself that grates on me. It's the repetition of the sh that I don't like. Oh, I, I don't love like the repetition of the shit. I also love the little traktor. Little yeah. yeah. In it. That <laughs> yeah. always that always gives me a grin. Mm. I I think the shit or the shk or however it is it's quite said is great. That's like a really I think similar to what you were saying about Norway where you like the um this kind of sea shanty thing and you always want to be like, hey, at the hey moments. I'm like that with the shk. I'm always like, yeah, shk. <laughs> um, I also love that they had an incredible costume reveal during the performance phenomenal costumes all around and because they were sort of i was at the bar next to one of them at some point which had a was a slightly surreal moment because he was in the very structured like painted military uniform 
And I was like, I didn't know whether or not it was a fan or the person. And it <laughs> Even was, before uh, the event, they were outside um, walking around, filming videos. They were the most interactive. They were the most approachable, absolutely. Of all yeah. of the. Yeah, they seem like a. They seem like a vibe. Yeah. Okay, so we've had some. Some things have changed. A few some things. things I think we've had some slightly. really remarkable changes. Opinions I'm really interested to see how they continue to shift. Me too. I, this is one of my favorite things about being in for the long haul is the evolution yeah. of how I feel about the songs because it does change a lot. I'm a fickle woman and <laughs> this shit fluctuates. So I'm excited to see what I'm going to think in a week. Yeah, we'll see the others perform that we haven't seen. Like, will I still be in love with Lazara? We will all definitely still be in love with Lazara. Uh, I'm still heartbroken that we're not actually seeing her in the final. She's, I have, I just have no fears about her being amazing. And maybe I'm going to be really let down, but I. Oh, I forgot to tell you. So in her video that she released saying, she I said, am ready. Louisa, I will be there. <laughs> she addressed, I she was looking that. directly into your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, she said something about how her performance is going to be dangerous. Ooh, I hope what she's does on that fire. mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe. I was like, maybe some acrobatics, maybe some silks, maybe some pink energy. And Louisa, Louisa goes went straight to for fire. Set her of flame. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Amazing. I don't know what that means, but I'm excited. Dangerous. Okay, well, the only things you ca- I don't think you can use the words dangerous unless there are fire or knives involved. Right. So this is like a Chekhov's gun situation. So once she's you've said okay. Here's my prediction. Hear me out. She's gonna be. On one of those spinning wheels, they put like magician's assistants on sometimes like spread eagled. The edge of the thing is going to be on fire. They're going to be spinning her around while she sings. And there's going to be a knife thrower. Like for each like beat, for each of the disco beats, it's going to be like bum, bum, bum with knives hitting like all around her. I can't wait to see that. (laughs) If it's anything less dangerous than that... You will have a word with Lazara. I'm going to be fuming. <laughs> if she's like, oh, I'm wearing a sexy outfit, then, uh, and calling that dangerous, I'm going to be absolutely Your French raging. is only getting better. I really reason. wish I hadn't done that accent. <laughs> Especially if she's not even French. Um, you know, over the next few days, everyone's getting into their first tech rehearsals. May has posted about she's had her first rehearsal and that that's going to blow everyone's minds. Everyone is... Making some big, bold statements. It's all getting very real, guys. So we're Uh almost there. The next time we will be talking to you all, we will be live in Liverpool. So yeah, we're going to do some recaps. So after each semi-final, we'll come at you with a quick turnaround episode and give you our thoughts on having seen it live, results, all of that shebang. Um, And then I guess a big lowdown on the final once that's happened. So yeah. we'll be coming at you with, yeah, three three new episodes on finals week. And until then, I hope everyone's outfit planning is going okay, because oh I'm very gosh. stressed. That's what all of tomorrow is set aside for. I haven't started <laughs> yet. Oh. Okay, this is leaving it really late, I'm Sonny. close. Good luck. Um, yeah, I need to go immediately and start gluing tassels onto something, actually. So we should wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> As always... You can find us on our socials. Uh, we are at Three Queers Pod, the number three Queers Pod on uh, Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at Gmail if you so desire. Three Queers Pod at Gmail.com. If you 
are at all enjoying this, please like us and give us a nice review. And I always feel so embarrassed to ask that, that I get a bit high pitched. But Acknowledge do it. us. It's Love so us. nice. We had a review and it, I was so thrilled. Please do it. And it was a good review. It was a good Yay. review. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus, they didn't hate our guts. No one even told me to shut up. It's great. So, yes, uh, get in touch and... If you're going to be in Liverpool, come see us. Uh, drop us a message on Instagram if you want. And we look forward to seeing everybody there. Bye. Okay, bye. See you in Liverpool. You still hate it, don't you? No, I had it. No, I don't. I just lost the ability to form words for a second. <laughs> <laughs>